This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Good morning. Welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman, Premier Advisory Group, Tony Shore. Jeez, couldn't even say your name this morning, Tony. Tony Shore, co-host here, been with me for uh, almost seven years on the show. And special guest, my lovely wife, Danielle Altman, with uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate, right here in in the Big O, and serving lots of residential clients on the both the the buy and the sell side. So welcome everybody, and again, thank you all for tuning in. And I know we said it uh, last week, but Happy New Year again, right? Yeah, I think we can still say that, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, we're still in the first. A week basically here, and uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm confident and optimistic about 2023. How about you, Danielle? Are you excited for the new year? Yeah, happy new year. We're getting ready to kick off the spring real estate market. So I'm getting lots of calls, lots of sellers getting ready in the next month or so to list. So I think it's going to be a great year for real estate, even though, you know, interest rates are a little higher and things are sl- slightly starting to slow down. Uh, I'm excited for 2023. Excellent. Yeah, I'm excited too. I mean, I think it's great that the big building out on 192nd and Dodge, I heard, is fully leased or, or near fully leased. Really? That's a good sign. You know, this thing, and it looks empty, and they just built this thing, and it's kind of like just stands out there on its own. Again, everything's expanding like crazy out there. Right. But all this, you know, all I hear from a very credible source, actually, that, you know, the building is leased, I, you know, and I, I guess some big investor had, had big bucks. Needed to park some cash and, and well, if it leases, it leases. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know if that's exactly what they're thinking, but that's kind of what I heard. That building, actually, there's the same one in Des Moines, isn't there? I believe so, yeah. Identical building in Des Moines. They built one here in Omaha and uh, just found out this week that building is fully leased. Wow. So. Wow. Pretty cool. And it's a big dog, too. Yeah. It's a big building. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good sign. That's a good indicator for the economy in, here in Omaha. Yeah. And you know, we're sheltered kind of, right. And we've always been in this bubble and, yep. and as investors in global economies, right. In the equities market, uh, sometimes we have to think outside of our little bubble here. True. Yeah. Um, Des Moines, a bubble, Des Moines, a, a, a wonderful economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omaha is a terrific economy and we have to make sure that we think outside of that and understand that things aren't quite like that everywhere else. There's a lot of cities out there that are struggling that are really feeling the effects from not only the pandemic, but the, the interest rate increases, which I kind of think are one in the same ish. Right. Right. Um, you know, they're different, but, but, uh, but, but they're an effect of each other. Yeah. Or, or at least the interest rates are. And so we have to think about that stock market. NASDAQ ended down about 30%. Uh, S and P ended down about 20%, just shy of 20%. This is for 2022. Uh, the, uh, the Dow Jones ended up just shy of 10% down. So you got a 10, 20, and a 30. That's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. You know, but bonds were down, I think, good 
12 plus percent the u.s bond uh bond aggregate index was down you know so 2022 was a very tough year we saw a lot of contraction on that side no doubt um your 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 fangs your your facebook your alphabet you know and all that the google stock you know netflix those got slaughtered last year and that doesn't help anybody microsoft um, isn't part of the fangs, but, but it did get hit. And it's kind of in that same, that, that really drug the S and P 500 down. So we saw a lot of that housing has slowed down quite a bit. Yeah. We're down for new pending, uh, you know, units, um, and even pen, uh, active listings, but, uh, how the prices are fairly stable right now. I mean, we're seeing things slightly lower, but sellers are still, I mean, if you price the home right and list it, I mean, sellers are still getting right now close to asking price. So we're not seeing a crazy dip in prices right now. Um, things are pretty steady just because we have such low inventory still. And I saw your buddy Van Deeb on the news. Yeah, Van Deeb was yeah. on the news yesterday and he had a lot of great things to say. I highly respect him. Just did a deal with him earlier this year. And uh, he's been in the real estate market 40 years. And he says, you know, uh, don't slow down. Don't stop. If you need to buy, go ahead and buy. You need to sell, go ahead and sell. Um, interest rates are a little higher, but if things come back down, you can always refinance. Um, don't let things slow you down from making these life decisions. So. Yeah, always in the game, right? right? You're always in the fight. And we, you know, we, we've talked about that before on the show and sometimes it, you know, we want to wait, right. Or, or, you know, in a, patience is a virtue as my kids tell me, I'm, yeah. I'm a very impatient person myself. <laughs> um, you Danielle know, but when just it comes, smiles. I like that. And it's, and it's such the truth, but you know, when it comes to investing, um, patience is important, but time in the market is more important, right. And right. not making a, a, a haste decision or trying to pretend we know more about the markets or where they're at. Yeah. We need to be patient really with the important. markets. And you know, Bill, it's like my mom always right. told me, son, patience is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I like that. So, you know, it's like, where do we go? And we hear all these commercials about gold and you know, you have to have that gold sitting in your safe and, and that's the only thing that's going to keep you going. And that's not, you know, I, I don't believe that's true. I'm not going to say that's not true. Watch it prove me wrong, but I don't believe that's true. I think a diversified asset mix is very important, right? And having uh, real estate in your portfolio and gold in your portfolio and, and stocks and bonds in your portfolio, annuities in your portfolio. And when you have a nice mix of that plus cash in the bank, um, typically things go well for you yeah. when you can diversify out like that. When anybody gets too heavy in one thing, it's always a, it's really, it's a real strong risk. Yeah. And, and we don't want to get that way. We want to, you know, make sure again, we talk about time in the market or Danielle talks about, you know, housing, for instance, we don't know if interest rates are going to go. The fed, I think the fed, I just read in the journal, uh, they, I think they want 5.4% or one of the, one of the fed heads want 5.4%. Um, is where they want those rates to go. Um, not, not, um, no, on our tenure. So, you know, when we're not talking about mortgage rates, so that's going to push mortgage rates quite a bit higher. We don't know if that's going to happen. The fed doesn't even know if that's going to happen. Right. You know, but like, as Danielle said, if rates, if you do lock in right now, you buy a house, you find the one that works for your family, right. And you buy that house and rates go down, then you refinance. Right. And, um, you know, and if it costs you a little bit of money to, to refinance, but the rate is, is substantially different, typically it's worth it. You know, and as Tony Shore says, it's only money, people. Don't worry about it. That's <laughs> coming from deep pockets, that. though. 
I don't say that. So no. uh, have the interest rates uh, affected the housing market that you've seen, Danielle? I mean, do you think that's a part of it? Um, you know, instead of the the 30 offers on a home, we're seeing, you know, maybe one or two offers or the home sitting on the market for a week and then getting a full price, just one single offer. So it's definitely slowing down the amount of buyers. And I think that's mainly because a lot of the investors have pulled out. Um, I think a lot of my investors, flippers are kind of sitting on the sideline, sold stuff, sitting kind of watching and just a little nervous about where things are going to head. Sure. So they've pulled out, but you still have, you know, your regular buyer, people that need to buy that are going through a divorce or want to downsize or life change that are relocating for work that still need to buy. So, I mean, you're always going to have buyers and sellers out there no matter Just what. Just not as many investors and flippers the way you see it. That's what I'm yeah. seeing a little. I mean, you still have them out there. I mean, we know a, a, an investor that just bought a flip home this week here in Omaha. So you still have them out there. There's deals out there. Um, just some of them have kind of pulled out a little sure. with prices up, you know, on on materials and, and interest rates up, just kind of sitting back, kind of waiting to see where things go. And they'll, you know, those investors will jump back in the market too. You know, as things cool down and, and, and houses aren't selling as quick, the seller is going to be more anxious to, to want to, uh, get that house sold. You know, they, people get scared and, and they probably read too much and watch too much TV, watch, watch too much news. Yeah. And it, you know, tells them the sky is falling and you know, oh my gosh, there's no buyers ever going to be out anymore. No one else is going to want to buy a home. Right. Everybody, everybody's going to want to rent. I mean, have you heard this story before? It's like, come on, get real. You're always going to have the people that want to rent or the people that want to buy or whatever, you're always going to have that mix, which is a healthy economy. Um, but I think making sure that finding the right property for you when it comes to a house or the right investment is most important. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and as interest rates go up, you know, you see a little bit of a drop in, in the house, the, the price of the house. So instead of this house getting bid up a $200,000 house, getting bid up 30 grand, the $200,000 house is now selling for 200,000 or maybe 195 even, right? So you're seeing that shift. So even though interest rates went up a little bit, you're not overpaying for the house. You're not paying 30 grand more for the house. So you kind of got to decide, I think I'd rather pay a little bit higher interest rate and a lower price on the house. Yeah. You know, and then it's because you can always refinance is what you can always refinance. Right. Right. And then you just have less, less total debt. And I think that's really important, but there's always a a give and take for so long. We lived in this, this, you know, this world that that interest rates were, you know, you could get a a, a 15 year mortgage for 2% or, you know, under 3% for sure. Right. I mean, heck, did they even go down to two, Daniel, all the way to two? Darn close, close, right? Two, mid, mid two. Yeah, maybe two, low, and a quarter, two, two and a quarter. I don't think we yeah. ever hit two or below. Yeah, I think but. my dad, when they moved to Arizona, uh, did like a, had like a two and a quarter on a 15 or something wow. crazy like that, right? Yeah, that's really And good. I mean, heck, back in 09, Danielle and I have a two, 275 on a 15. I think it was 09 or something. I don't know. When it was. No, it wasn't 09. Maybe uh, oh, 16. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think we're Time at 2.9. Uh, or th- yeah, I mean, or those three, are, and, it's either 2.9 or three is what our house mortgage loan yeah, and, is at. I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's tremendous, you know, but we knew also that it, that it couldn't last. Right. And we, and, and, and so you do want to take advantage of certain things, but we can't just count on that coming back. So just because no. it was here, don't think it's going to come back. Could it? Sure. Could it go the other way? Sure. We saw it in the eighties, 14% interest rate, late seventies, right? Yep really, really high interest rates. Um, 
you know, we've seen gas prices. We were commenting the other day, gas, gas prices have come down tremendously. We talk about that on the show. Um, why don't they, you know, people are like, oh, they're, that's not real inflation numbers because we don't have, you know, the price of gas in there. Well, it's because it's so incredibly volatile. Earlier this year, we were, I was paying five fifty for diesel and now I'm, I, now I can find diesel for four bucks. I mean, that's a really huge percentage change, it's right? A Danielle, percentage. What's, yeah. what's, what's the regular, uh, unleaded cost now? Like two, well, it's 50, been fluctuating. it was two sixty nine, but the other day now I saw two ninety nine. So I think it's going up a little. It's every day it's changing. And that's the deal because again, we're seeing substantial volatility in energy and food prices like we always have before. Yep. You know what I miss having are chickens. What's yeah, with the price of eggs right now. <laughs> for eggs, we really right? Miss those. For eggs, eggs are outrageously expensive. I remember getting, you know, not that long ago, you could the sale at the Quick Trip or whatever, you get a dozen eggs for for uh, 79 cents or $1.29. Now I went and eggs are like, oh, it's $4.29 for a dozen eggs. I'm like, $4.29 for, yeah, we need chickens. We all need chicken coops in the backyard, right, Bill? Yes, that's right. You know, yeah. That's right. Put them down in the North 40 and just have them. And those eggs gotta watch taste out for those 100 possums, times though. better than the eggs you buy in the store, the mass produced. Well, you know, and I'm so used to the brown eggs. And yeah, they're just so delicious. You know, and so Danielle comes home with these white eggs, you know, and I'm like, what the heck, man? You know, because you can still go to the store and buy the brown eggs, right? Right. And right. I said, Danielle, what's the deal, man? Why, don't, why aren't we getting the brown eggs? She goes, you have no idea how expensive they are, do you? Yeah, they're way more the expensive white, than the... The yeah. white eggs are cheaper. <laughs> they're they're yeah, cheaper because so, they're producing the mass farms, but the right. the uh, free-range chickens, the brown eggs, the, the white eggs have zero flavor. The brown eggs have real flavor. That's the thing. I mean, I grew up on a farm with chickens, so I know. Right. I mean, yeah, we live on a farm with chickens or had chickens. Kind of a farm. Kind of a farm. A golf course farm. It's really (laughs) very similar. (laughs) Bill's on the edge of the whole one with a people are on (laughs) teeing off on the whole one and they look over from the green and there's there's a chicken coop and they're like, what? Oh, that's Bill's backyard. Yeah. I'd like to make waves if I can, (laughs) you know, test the limits a little bit, if you will. Uh, but for all of our listeners that have been listening to us for a long time, uh, you remember talking, uh, talking about the, uh, good old Minneapolis Moline tractors and, oh, yeah. and, and the chickens and, and Bo's North 40. If you remember Bo, oh, yeah. you remember my, my buddy Bo and his North 40. Yep. So there's all kinds of fun stuff there. We won't get too far into that today, but, but I'll tell you, you know, people are asking where to go now, right. As for not necessarily to the farm, but, uh, for the markets and what do we do? Sure. Where do we invest? How do we invest? When when do we invest, right? So we are seeing a bunch of money poured in. Uh, we did have a, believe it or not, a mini Santa Claus rally, which is defined as like the last five trading days of the year and the first two of the following or of the new year. And it, we did have markets up briefly. It was a minor, bump, right? Nothing crazy. There's a little bump. Yeah, nothing crazy. Like a, It's kind of like a little too late, one of those type of bumps. Sure, yeah. Didn't make a whole lot of difference. We're still seeing volatility into the new year. I think we're going to still continue to see volatility. Um, however, you know, uh, stocks or, or companies like Google, for instance, or Alphabet and Facebook, which is meta, or Tesla, these are really good companies, Microsoft, right? Right. They're really good companies that produce, that they produce things that are, um, that are used every single day. Yes. Right. And they're household names. Millions and and millions of people every day. Yeah. 
right. And those stock prices are down. So is it an, is there an opportunity? I think absolutely. Yes. Do we know if it's the perfect time? No. And we never will. No one does. You're going to miss that mark every single time. And so that's what it comes down to timing. Um, our, our G50 portfolio fared really, really well last year. You know, we did, we did fantastic. We beat the heck out of the market. Um, which is great. It's the blue chip dividend. You heard us talking about it all year, Tony. We we beat it over the head yeah. last year talking yeah. about the G fifty, and we almost, because you know it's gonna, it outperformed the uh, the the markets. You know it outperformed the Dow. It, it outperformed uh, all those S the S and P. Um, so if you have a plan in place and you are properly invested, uh, you're not down twenty thirty percent. No, you're not, and and, and that's the whole thing, and. And if you are, and if you are a growth investor, you like your equities, you like your growth, then, then that's okay. Because typically you're more, you're more disciplined, right? And you understand that things will come back. And so you kind of just, you know, you're right. No one likes the phrase, you write it out. Right. But I'm going to tell you every successful investor that sat in front of me at my office, um, has, has written out those ups and downs. And they're not the ones sitting across from me telling me how they've sold every time at the high, right? right. And, and bought every time at the low. And and if you are saying that, maybe you've done it once or twice, but I don't buy it any other. I don't buy that that's how you invest every time, right? right? Because if, if that's you and you have done that, you better be knocking on Warren's door, <laughs> right? I'm dead serious. And you let them know and you show them your track record and you're going to get hired. You're going to get paid a lot of money. Right. But because it doesn't happen, it's a unicorn. Yeah. And so it's a timing. Um, if we go back a year ago or if we go back two year ago, two years ago, we talk about our G50 portfolio our blue chip portfolio and we don't do an all eggs in one basket approach. Right. It's not like you do everything. You've got a million bucks to invest. It's not like we're doing a million bucks in the G50. No, we're going to diversify it out, but we're definitely going to make sure that you have higher concentrations in areas that are that have less risk, less overall historic volatility, right. In, in markets that are going to be tougher, you know, and, and we knew going into this, we've talked about it, that markets are going to be tougher, but what do we do? Take a guess and a gamble and go to cash. Right. You know, and that's the whole thing is the second people try to do that. Yes. Have people one doing that. Absolutely. Is it rare? Yes. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a gamble. It's a Vegas gamble. Right. Without a doubt. Um, you know, so, so things will change. Um, uh, Danielle for housing market, where are you seeing interest rates right now? Interest rates are in the high sixes right now. So just slightly under seven, depending on credit and other variables, of course. Is that on a 30? That's on a 30. Yeah. And then 15 slightly below it or. Yeah. Like low sixes on a 15 right now. So, you know, and I've also uh, heard that commercial property is kind of starting to go backwards a little bit in value. Stuff is sitting a little bit longer. Um, we talked about one building being fully built out and leased out, but stuff that's for sale or existing properties or properties that need work. They're sitting, they're sitting a little bit longer. Mm. And we have, uh, and small business, uh, administration is, uh, is, is still loaning money out there and you can get 90% financing on commercial buildings with an SBA loan and work with a good lender, like, uh, like Luke Mitchell or like, uh, Alan Chaffee at Cornhusker bank, for instance. They do a fantastic job, but interest rates are not outrageous. I mean, remember where they used to be, people. We've seen interest rates at 14%, right, on a, on a mortgage. Yes. 
And so, and so at six or six and a half or seven, it's not the end of the world. Daniel, our first mortgage. And so this, you know, here we're kind of young pups talking about this one, right? But the first mortgage was six and a quarter, maybe right in that neighborhood that, that, that Danielle and I had in our first house in, in Arizona, right? So 6% mortgage. And we thought that was a screaming deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I work with a lot of younger buyers right now that when they see the 6%, you know, they're almost backing off, pulling out. I'm not because all they have seen are these low rates, you know, once they've gotten into wanting to buy their first home. So now they see the high sixes and, well, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to wait until rates come back down. They have never seen rates, you know, six, seven, eight percent like we, you know, and even higher with what our parents have seen. Um, so to them, they're kind of backing off and it's trying to explain to them, you know, these are still decent rates. Yeah, I think our oh. first house was 8.9 or 9 for Sarah and I. Yeah, percent. sure. And that was, yeah. That was what, back in 80s, late 90s? Yeah, early 90s. Early 90s, yeah. 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 And so it's just kind of interesting. Where and, th- and that came down quite a bit from where it was just at, probably. Yes. I mean, yeah, we got a deal. You know, we felt like we got a deal. Sure. And I remember when yeah. we refinanced for 7.9% and thought we were doing good. And yeah, then, and, 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 and then you, we lived you, through that long period of 2 and 3% and we're like, wow, we, we were so excited to refinance our home because... That yeah. was great. But again, you go through these cycles and, you know, I, I mean, you know, do you have 30 years to wait to buy a house? You might need to buy at 6% and then refinance, right? Correct. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, lots of crazy stuff. We can definitely run a full, uh, do a full review on your assets uh, and, and, and make sure that you are on the right track. Um, you're t- Julie Moeller on tax CPA for about 30 years or so. Bill Kaiser and Brenda on Medicare, uh, Andrew and myself on the investment side. Um, and, and we're really able to make sure that you're taking care of Danielle on real estate. So we really have a team here, a very comprehensive team or a team of fiduciaries to look out for your best interest to make sure that we can best mo- not only monitor what's going on, but analyze what you currently have and see if we can if, if figure out a better place for you. Do a full SWOT analysis, your strengths and your weaknesses and your opportunities and your threats. And that's that's the way we look at things. And and um, and we kind of go from there. But, um, but you know, it's kind of funny. And as we have a kid, uh, Brayden, who's looking at colleges right now, it's like, you know, it, those are some, those are important because college is very expensive. Right. You know, so a lot of times our, our good friend Chad Russler says um, it's it's about what you put into it, you know, what you get out of it. Right. Right. So it's all about what you put into it. The more you put into it, the more you dedicate whatever you're doing in life, the more you're going to get back out of it. Right. Yeah. And that's why you have to earn your way in. And if you didn't earn your way in in the first place, you're not going to uh, put as much into it or value it as much. And that's that's part of the problem there. Well, this has been a great show, but we're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know really quick, Bill, how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Head over to the website, bigomoney.com. Again, bigomoney.com or go old school. We love that. Give us a call. 402-557-557. 6730 again 557 6730 right here in Omaha and we will talk to you next week have a great week folks thank you for listening to the big o money show don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan for more information please contact bill altman at the premier advisory group call 402 557 6730 or visit their website at p
B-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.